0: Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. Happy Monday. Thank you for being with us. 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, so we waited all day Friday. It didn't happen until after the show uh, where Elon Musk uh, put out the information regarding what was going on inside of Twitter. Um, and he did this through a, a journalist uh, and that used to work for Rolling Stone. That's neither here nor there. Part of this story is very, very simple, basic, and fundamental. And another part, you really have to get into the weeds to understand it. The general conclusion I have is you have to put a couple of things together to really understand it. And when you do, it becomes clear as day. And that is we've now had two presidential election cycles in a row where the FBI and the top brass at the FBI have put their thumbs on the scale in favor of the Democratic Party. Now I want to start on Saturday and work our way back to Friday, um, because on Saturday Elon Musk opened up Twitter and started taking calls from from people on Twitter, uh, and he said without a doubt this was election interference when you shut down. Opposition voices it is by its very definition election interference you know talked about how the, the the you know the acting propaganda media mob is is basically the press office the extension of the press office for the Democratic Party and and why he's doing this because he wants to expose Twitter 1.0 so they can have more transparency more honesty a real free speech forum headed down in the future and anyway here's part of uh, elon musk taken taking calls on saturday
1: i was just wondering if all all accounts that were requested to have things taken down by the dnc and by the biden campaign even ones that have nothing to do with the hunter biden laptop if they will also be released yes um the uh, intent is to release uh, all the files you know, this is like whatever Stasi files or um, you know, truth and reconciliation. Like Nelson Mandela would say, you know, it's, it's if you want reconciliation, there must be truth. So, um, that's that's the intent here. Intent here is to just make it, make it clear what was happening and provide transparency about the past, and in doing so, to build trust about the future. Um, he was just curious if you've faced any pressure so far since releasing the Twitter files. Um, I mean, I face pressure all the time. So it's kind of like, what's the, what's the differential in pressure before and after? Because uh, I, I don't, but I'm not, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe there's pressure, but I... I might not be feeling it because every day is a high pressure situation, but the media Uh, You know, especially the media that downplayed uh, and censored the whole Hunter Biden story is now trying to downplay your release, Um, obviously, because they are under fire as well, right? Because they have been exposed by this uh, by this release. What do you want to say to them? What do you want to say to the media that is trying to turn this into a nothing burger? Well, they're trying to turn it into a nothing burger because they were complicit in deceiving the American public. Um, and so rather than admit that they, they lied to the public, they're trying to pretend that this is a nothing burger, obviously. To anyone looking at it, it's, that, that's clearly what happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, shame on them. You are basically exposing collusion between a political party and uh, in in one uh, file that was released, it was even uh, called the Biden team contacting uh, Twitter. I mean, that is uh, election interference, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, clearly if, if, if Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, Shutting down dissenting voices um, on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. I and mean, what the hell else would you? Of course, it's like, yes. Um, you know, the, the, frankly, Twitter was acting like
0: an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. Twitter acting as an arm of the Democratic national committee i mean think there's a lot that he packed into these statements here and how the media yeah okay they want to turn this into a nothing burger because they are complicit in lying to you the american people i mean they're they're the propaganda arm of the democratic party and he he promises he will release all other files and when you shut down dissenting voices it is by its very definition election interference and and all the the biden team contacts uh uh etc etc um you know one, First, let me just say this about elon musk i am. i don't think he's a conservative i think he's like a common sense guy and you know i i kind of identify more because conservatism not because i want to be part less government not more government you want lower taxes not higher taxes i think government spends too much and taxes too much uh you want simple basic fundamental things like peace through strength a tough Kick ass military that can defeat any foe. Uh, you believe in law and order and safety and security so people can pursue happiness. Uh, you want a real education when you send your kids to school. Uh, you think it's wise to be energy independent, not dependent on countries that don't like us for the lifeblood of the world's economy. You believe in secure borders and legal immigration, not illegal immigration. Uh, you want people that are constitutionalists on the bench. These are not complicated principles. But, but I don't see him as ideological in any sense, but he's he's a fascinating figure in as much as he's a dreamer. He's sort of like one of the you know, the men that built America, he's like a modern day version of it when you take into account, you know, this is a guy that has developed an electric car. This is a guy that, you know, is is fascinatingly interested in the in space, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously very bright, but also you know, clings to a degree of wanting truth in whatever form it comes in. And, and he's not playing favorites here. Now, where you have to sort of connect the dots here is in this part of it, is that the FBI, we now know, had been having weekly meetings uh, as to with all of these big tech companies, warning these big tech companies about the, quote, hack and leak operations, and in other words, the potential for foreign influence in our elections. Okay, that's fair, and if you look at the excuses when when they finally released all of this on Friday, one of the main things they reasons that caused them to pause in terms of allowing the dissemination of this information from the New York Post story is because they were worried was this potentially hacked. That fell apart even by their own acknowledgment very very quickly. We'll get to James Baker's involvement, the same James James Baker during the Russia hoax that was the general counsel of the FBI. But what was really fascinating, and this is where we really need to get to the bottom of things. You've got the media component of this, which is they were complicit. They wanted Joe Biden to win desperately. They didn't want Trump to win. They knew that this would be explosive, so they did everything in their power to hide it from the American people. And only, if you remember... Only when it became really, really super apparent, all of it was true. Oh, maybe we might have not quite gotten it right at the time. They knew for the longest period of time that the Hunter Laptop story was true. But now we now we get to the issue, though, of the FBI, because the FBI was warning not only Twitter but other big tech companies like Facebook, etc, they were having weekly meetings. Before the 2020 election, warning all of these big tech companies to be on the outlook out to be looking out for, quote, hack and leak operations. And uh, by by state actors involving maybe Hunter Biden, et cetera. Now, why is that important? Because the FBI for almost a year had this laptop and did nothing with it. Now, we all know that there's low hanging fruit in terms of crimes that are obvious. You know, using crack cocaine on videotape, that's obviously breaking the law, Uh, hiring uh, hookers to the extent that Hunter Biden did. And a lot of that being on videotape. Yeah, that that's part of it as well. Uh, And they've done nothing with it, though, from the beginning. They would have been able to figure this out in probably less than three weeks had they put their attention towards it. But they were too busy hating on Donald Trump to ever want to do anything that That involved as it relates to biden because they too have their own media bias here and this is what jim jordan's judiciary committee is going to look into and that is is the fbi politicized and have we weaponized the department of justice but the warnings were so specific new york post had a great article about this that twitter immediately censored the post scoop about hunter biden's laptop citing their quote hack materials policy and By the way, rightly described now by Elon Musk as election interference. They had no they had no information that backed that up at all whatsoever, except that the FBI was trying to influence them on any negative story that would have come out about Joe Biden. Anyway, to me, that's the extraordinary revelation that for the first time kind of exposes how the FBI was involved in sort of doing what the New York Post called the pre-bunking of the story of the laptop. They knew the laptop existed, and they also knew because of, at the time, I think it was after the point that they had gone after Rudy Giuliani, so they had information that there were conservatives that were aware of Hunter Biden's laptop. I don't remember at what point I was offered it. My lawyer would not allow me to take it because of things that we were told may exist on it. And having it in my possession would not be a good for a good legal position for me to be in. But anyway, um, the FBI, by the way, so I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks, uh, and that that material obtained and those hacking attacks would likely be disseminated over social media platforms, including Twitter. Uh, said this guy Roth. That's in 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 charge of all of this, which I'll get to in a second on him, too. Um, But anyway, I learned in these meetings that there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. Problem is, they're hearing that from the FBI. The FBI has the laptop. The FBI's had it for a long enough period of time that they easily could have authenticated it uh, because you have Hunter's uh, pictures all over it and you have Hunter's email all over it. So the FBI warning Facebook also to be on high alert for a dump of Russian propaganda. In other words, that they put their their thumb on the scales of the election. And it's not the first time because in 2016, if you recall, look at the timeline. Bruce Orr says, don't use that dossier, that Russian disinformation dossier. It's op research It's paid for by Hillary. It's not reliable. It's not verified. In early October 2016, the FBI flies across the pond. They meet with Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele's offered a million dollars. Christopher Steele could never get his million dollars because he could never corroborate the now debunked dossier. But by the end of October, in spite of not being able to verify it, they swore before a FISA court signed by James Comey himself that, in fact, it was verified. And that was one of four FISA applications using the bulk of information from hillary's bought and paid for russian dossier well that influenced the 2016 election just didn't quite get hillary over the hump the way they thought it would just like they gave hillary a break on top secret and classified information all over her servers that's why they didn't go after her for obstruction of the you know with by destroying thirty three thousand emails with bleach bit and destroying devices with hammers and removing sim cards that's why when you hear about the Mar-a-Lago raid, you got to roll your eyes and say, well, they didn't do it to Hillary. Why are they going to do it to Donald Trump? You see where we're going here? This is extraordinarily dangerous to this country. And Elon Musk is, is doing a great service by exposing it. Problem is, there's is, is, is not a whole lot we can do about it now. I'll get to that, too. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscacom slash Hannity today. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered, no worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out out-of-pocket costs. That's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert... from select past bills now to date healthlock has helped its members save over get this 130 million dollars bottom line is insurance alone is not enough now to save just go to healthlock.com that's one word healthlock.com do it today before you see another healthcare provider now nowadays 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky you know what it will get you though For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign, and they use the same cell towers and the same 5G network. Make the switch today. And if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. And the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to usccacom Hannity today. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered. No worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out of pocket cost, that's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, from select past bills now to date healthlock has helped its members save over get this 130 million dollars bottom line is insurance alone is not enough now to save just go to healthlock.com that's one word healthlock.com do it today before you see another healthcare provider now nowadays 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky you know what it will get you though For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign, and they use the same cell towers and the same 5G network. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values. They support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. So what we know is the FBI had these weekly meetings before the 2020 election uh, with all these big tech companies. We know this from Twitter's former head of site integrity. Yoel Roth is the guy's name. And the FBI agent who organized these weekly meetings with big tech was supervisory special agent Elvis Khan, whose postgraduate thesis, by the way, claimed that. Russia interfered with the 2016 election to help former President Donald Trump, which we know is a lie. Uh, And he had to testify in a lawsuit against the Biden administration uh, just last week, coincidentally, that he organized meetings in San Francisco for as many as seven D.C.-based FBI agents in the run-up to the 2020 election. And he organized weekly meetings with Facebook. And the lawsuit brought by Republican attorneys generals in Missouri and Louisiana, and we had Eric Schmidt on last week, uh, talking about Fauci and other things, but anyway, alleges that the White House officials and federal agencies acted with big tech to censor the disfavored speakers' viewpoints and content on social media uh, platforms. Under questioning by the Missouri Solicitor General, uh, Khan said that the FBI warned Twitter to be on guard for the hack and leak operation, but could not recall call whether Hunter Biden was... Um, in fact mentioned the problem is it's a big inconsistency because he had a sworn declaration saying that the saying that the fbi specifically mentioned hunter biden so the reals we have two big stories here one is the fbi and their involvement with big tech and then their willing complicit the complicity of the media mob which we'll get into also Sean Hannity, always concerned for our country, always honoring our servicemen and servicewomen, and standing up for liberty every day. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800 941. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, I'll play more as the show goes on of Elon Musk's, and he had this two hour long session on Twitter uh, Spaces on Saturday discussing the Twitter files. He did say there will be a second Twitter file dump involving. Uh, former Rolling Stone investigative reporter Matt Taibbi, who's not a fan of mine, Linda, I don't know if you know this, but he wrote a book about cable television, put my face on the cover. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, he's um, not a fan. I haven't read. What's that? I said, yeah, he's not a fan. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, I I think what he did here was was interesting. Uh, another interesting little side note to this is, remember Barry Weiss from the New York Times, who left and and exposed a lot of the the happenings over at the times. Um, she is now going to be involved along with Taibbi in terms of getting the information out. Um, he didn't give a time frame on the release date. So for two hours, it's like, you know, Elon Musk is doing his own talk show. Um, and one interesting side note is he said he had not read the files himself, but said that the basis for the thread was about what happened in the run-up to the 2020 election and how much government influence was there. And he says that the point is to have Twitter come clean and that while everyone may not agree with what it has done or will do, at least they'll know what's going on now. Um, he was very critical, even said that the media mob at one point, it sounded like a really smart question came in. Well, well they're trying to make this the media is into a nothing burger. And he goes, yeah, of course they are because they were complicit in lying to the American public without doing any due diligence at all whatsoever. You know, what What is who, why, What made them the arbiters that we can't read this just weeks before a presidential election? And anyway, so he said, yeah, he, he criticized the, the mob, as I call the media, accused particularly the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post of setting agendas. Washington Post concluding, oh, there's no smoking gun here. Oh, yeah, there is. And on the call, he said that there's a good chance he might be killed over this, but generally in reference to how upset the left is that this is all getting exposed. You know, think of the 51 or so former intel officials that came out publicly with a letter saying, oh, no, no, this has all the markings of Russian interference. Nobody had any evidence. Nobody had seen anything. But yet you got Hunter Biden's face all over the laptop. So it if anything, it you should err on the side of letting the American people make their own decision, but that wasn't gonna happen in this particular case. Um anyway, so it's it's from all these different angles, it's interesting. But when you put it together with what we know, now first of all, we know that Twitter in twenty eighteen, ninety-six percent of all Twitter Twitter employees' political d- donations went to Democrats. In twenty twenty it was ninety-eight and a half percent. In 2022, it was 99.73% went to Democrats. So they've gone to great lengths to hide this laptop story, even preventing it from being sent from user to user. You know, they describe this process where they use the tools of Twitter that are, are used, you know, reserved for extreme cases like child pornography. You know, ha- saying that there's a story in a credible newspaper like the New York Post about Hunter Biden having this laptop that implicates his father, Joe, which is the bigger part of the story that most of the media misses also. Um, now, the uh, the Trump team, you know, reached out to Twitter because Kaylee McEnany at some point during all of this was suspended on her personal account. I guess she referenced the article and some internal discussion. They relied on the laptop story, tweeting it violated their, quote, hacked materials policy most of this they did say and this was kind of interesting linda you know jack dorsey we've had him on this show once without jack dorsey quote having any knowledge or insight that was an interesting side note to me i'm not sure why he wouldn't have known uh the former head of of legal policy and trust was was a main player in this the use of the quote hack materials ruling caused confusion and one comment was made, hacking was the excuse, but within hours, a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold. But no one had the guts to reverse it. They knew it wasn't hacked material, but they kept it from the American people anyway. That, that's the interpretation, the only one you can come up with. And the problem with the hacked materials ruling, several sources said, was that this was normally required, an official law enforcement finding of a hack. But such a finding never appears throughout what one executive described described as a whirlwind 24 hour company wide mess. But it wasn't just them, it was also Facebook. You have the former VP of Global Communications asked whether they could still continue to claim that their hacked materials policies. And then in comes the former deputy general counsel, yep, from the Russia hoax himself, James Baker. Remember, he was the former lead counsel at the FBI at the time. Where in the 2016 campaign, uh, when, of course, they claimed that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia, when in fact that never happened. Uh, But anyway, and and he was there when they signed off on the FISA application, the first one in October of 2016, uh, had to know, I would imagine that. The FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate it. He couldn't get his million dollars because he couldn't corroborate it, but they still used it as the bulk of information to get the FISA application approved. And those are the words of Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe. Uh, You have one California Democrat reached out to Twitter to raise concerns that their actions are violating the First Amendment. This policy could cause more backlash during the presidential campaign, and that may lead to the removal of Section 230 protections. 230 protections are the ones that, you know, for example, every media company does not have liability protections that content providers like Twitter have. We've gotten into that issue in the in the past. I'm not going to get into the weeds on this. And a polling firm asked Democrats and Republicans for reaction. And Democrats said Twitter wasn't censoring enough. So when it became a big deal and Republicans said that big tech had no credibility left. But the bottom line is, there's only one thing that you can conclude here, and this is what Elon Musk concluded, is that this was, by definition, election interference by Twitter and, and shutting down dissenting voices in the country, and that the media mob is downplaying it now because they were complicit the entire time and lying to the American people, saying that it's likely Russian disinformation when they had nothing that would back up that claim at all whatsoever. And then you get to the, the FBI component, is that they had these weekly meetings with all of these big tech companies, according to, in this case, Twitter's former head of site integrity, Yoel Roth says, and that the warning was that they were worried about hacked materials. Uh, and in these in these meetings, they, they talked a lot about the potential to be on the lookout for hack and leak operations. But even Twitter itself, recognized by this release that the, these were not hacked materials. So that didn't hold water even for them inside of Twitter. And, you know, the FBI, you know, telling Facebook the same thing, be on high alert. This is the FBI, again, putting the, their thumb on the scales of a presidential election here. They had no proof, no evidence, because there was no proof or evidence. And the sad part is, is they, it's even worse because they had all of this information, you know, going back nearly a year prior. Because they had the Hunter Biden laptop turned over by the laptop repair uh, guy. What's his uh, John Paul Mac uh, Isaac or something? Yeah, uh, who's a great guy. We've interviewed him many, many times. Uh, then the FBI agent that organized these meetings, you know, this guy uh, with big tech supervisory special agent Elvis Khan. Uh, he was one of these guys that claimed Russia interfered in the 2016 election. And then he testified by Zoom in this case out of Missouri uh, that, in fact, to the Missouri Solicitor General, that the FBI warned Twitter to be on guard for hack and leak operations, but he couldn't recall whether Hunter Biden was mentioned. The only problem with that is that's inconsistent with his very, with Roth's sworn uh, declaration that the FBI specifically mentioned Hunter. So the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop. They had to know that people like Rudy Giuliani had it. They had to know that it possibly was going to come out in the weeks leading up to the election. And so they were prepping all of these big tech companies in the lead up time so that when the information, if it ever got exposed or the story came out, that they were prepared to censor it from the beginning. I mean, you can't even make this up. It's so so nuts. John Paul Mac Isaac is the repair shop guy. So, you know, the term that the New York Post uses, they pre-bunked the story knowing that it was likely to come out about Hunter Biden. But the bigger story, even within that story, is that there's so much information in Hunter's laptop that implicates his father, Joe, and exposes the lie that he never talked to his son or any family member about their farm business dealings. And we had already debunked that lie because we have pictures all over the place of Hunter, Joe, and farm business partners of Hunter. Then the trip to Asia and the trip to China 10 days later, the $1.5 billion Bank of China deal. Uh, then of course, the, you know, the, the Russian oligarch, three and a half million dollars to Hunter. Then the Burisma deal. Then you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor. Well, that would be pay to play at a scale this country's never seen before. So we know that, that from former FBI whistleblowers that have come forward to Republicans, and we're watching this closely, meaning specifically Charles Grassley, Ron Johnson, Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, that members of Congress, that rogue FBI agents in the Washington field office buried the laptop and other information detrimental to Joe Biden before the 2020 election. We already know that information is out there. We know we're going to hear from those whistleblowers. And so now we know more about Twitter's role based on what the FBI was kind of pressuring to do behind the scenes. I mean, what are you going to do if the, if the FBI is having weekly conversations with you and your company uh, beyond the uh, alert? Uh, they're going to have foreign countries are going to try to um, influence our election, and they're called hack and leak operations, and they might even try to do it to Hunter Biden. And then a Hunter Biden story comes out. And now you're going to say, oh, I'm not going to listen to the FBI. See the level of intimidation there? You know, if if Twitter does one team's bidding before an election and they shut down dissenting voices on a pivotal election, that is the definition of election interference. And Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. That's Elon Musk's own words. And despite promises to reveal all of the censorship, um, he calls the Twitter files, it left out the crucial element of the FBI, but we already have that aspect of it and that aspect has already been chronicled we're putting two and two together where others clearly have not um and we got to get to the truth about the the FBI in this uh so the coordination with big techs and censorship is has been revealed in this deposition that I was just telling you about you know for example the officials at the FBI and department of homeland security frequently met with these social media companies it wasn't just it wasn't just the FBI Quote, we found that the FBI plays a big role in working with social media companies to censor speech from weekly meetings with social media companies ahead of the 2020 election uh, to ask for account takedowns, according to the attorney general from Missouri, who we had on last week, Senator-elect, now Attorney General Eric Schmidt from Missouri. He said in a December 2nd series of tweets three days before special agent Alvis Kahn, who was in charge of cyber affairs at the FBI of San Francisco field office. But the suit alleges that the the administration violated the First Amendment by influencing social media to censor speech, including the laptop story. Some surveys suggest that Biden would have lost this election. I think it's pretty obvious it would have had a profound impact. Now, some of the people that have been targeted, like James Woods, uh, our friend John Rich and others, They're they're swearing they're not going to put up with this because they had their accounts taken down and their tweets taken down and they say rightly that they're going to sue and I don't blame them I think everybody should probably sue I don't think I don't think the liability would be with Elon Musk at that point he didn't he did not own the company Uh but you know in terms of the fury of course the media is going to be mad at this the media is mad because they've been exposed they've been exposed as having failed and to be the propaganda media arm of an extension of the Democratic National Committee to influence elections, because they had a horse in the race. Now, they claim that they're fair and balanced and that they're objective and that they're all journalists. They're not all journalists. Now, back to the James Baker part of the equation, I thought that uh, Jonathan Turley had a great analysis of this. You know, he's now becoming the, he calls him the Kevin Baker of Russia collusion scandals, He's featured repeatedly in the Russian investigation, but his name also appeared prominently in controversies related to other Russian-related FBI allegations. And after leaving the FBI, the former chief counsel at the FBI, Baker then becomes the general counsel for Twitter. And ironically, Baker soon becomes involved in another alleged back channel with the presidential campaign. This time, it was Twitter that maintained non-public channels with the Biden campaign. Baker soon weighed in with the same signature bias that characterized the the russian investigations they're putting their thumb on the scales to influence our presidential elections imagine if republicans ever did this i mean it is massive the level of corruption deceit dishonesty I, i how do you even quantify the media and the fbi's financial contribution to all things biden is a strong argument could be made. This alone would have tilted the election easily in Donald Trump's favor in 2020. Unbe- unbelievable time. Period. that I can tell you. All right, we'll get into more of this. Uh, Senator Rand Paul. We have COVID news with him. We'll also talk about the uh, the Twitter issue with him and much, much more. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American Dream, they are now making nightmares a reality.